And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, on this beautiful Wednesday. It's 115 degrees here in Phoenix, Arizona. Excuse me, not right now we are in, we're in Tempe. Tempe. Technically, we are in Technically, Tempe. Technically, we're in Tempe, yes. And you're listening to the Decision Hour with J.D. and Adam. It's been a minute since we've been on the air, bro. A couple weeks. A couple weeks, man. We, we've had some business things to take care of. Yep. And, uh and uh, everything's looking good now, man. But today, we are out at the East Valley Veterans Education Center. Yep. And uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit about why we're here and the types of things that the uh, the Education Center does? Well, the, the Education Center here, is, it's, it's, it's awesome. They help out a lot of the veterans here. Um, it, it's a part of the uh, Rio Salado uh, campus through the Maricopa County uh, Community Colleges. Um, and, and what they've done here is, again, they've had... Uh, a lot of veterans, this room that we're in right now, it's actually, they got a PS3 uh, over there and, and a lot of guys come in and they'll just sit down and they do some homework. They actually hold some classes uh, here and then they offer uh, uh, tutoring and, and, and whatnot uh, here as well. So it, it's great to be here. Uh, we're also here because we got uh, a, a guy who I call a friend now. I've, I've been chatting with him now for, for several months. Uh, Great guy. I'll I'll let him uh, talk a little bit more about himself here. But uh, but AJ Richards, AJ, how you doing? Good man. Thanks for having me out again. Yeah, not a problem, brother. Not a problem. Um, so for for our listeners that don't know AJ, this is his first time on this show. Um, he's been on a couple other shows that that uh, that I've hosted in the past. AJ, why don't you tell a little bit uh, everybody a little bit about your background? Okay. Uh, so. I'm connected through, you know, uh, veteran veterans. Um, being a veteran myself, I uh, was eight years Army National Guard with the 222nd uh, Field Artillery out of Southern Utah. Uh, actually, Utah itself. They span, you know, Southern Utah all the way up to Northern Utah, and right. was made up of, you know, soldiers from from all over there. Now, were you at Camp Williams? Uh, Camp Williams was our regular training area. Okay. Um, if we were going to go out, and, it was a pallet and field artillery. So if we were going to go out and shoot, it was. Um, up in that area okay. or to the Dugway Proving Grounds. Oh, gotcha. Which is, you know, it's no man's land. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, crazy testing back in the back in the day that happened yeah. there. But um, so that's where I, I initially got into the military. I deployed with those guys in 2005 to 2006 to Ramadi. Okay. Um, which uh, recently we found was taken over, which is a load of shit in itself. But yeah. uh, anyway, so that's... Uh, that's where I, I spent my year deployment. Um, I did uh, our, our battalion had the mission of field artillery, entry control point security, and route clearing for you know IEDs and things like that for the Marine convoys that were regularly patrolling um, Route Mobile and Route Michigan. So if guys were in that area, they'll know those those routes really yep. well. Um, and so that was the mission mission we were tasked with. I was the NBC NCO. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> even NBC NCOs don't like to be the NBC NCOs, <laughs> but, uh, you know, over there, uh, you go there and you just do whatever's needed. So I actually didn't do a thing with NBC. I did all, um, I did quite a bit of entry control point because I wasn't an artillery guy. So that job went to the oh, artillery okay. guys. Right. Right. Um, and then I spent my last four months on the route, route patrolling, um, uh, for the last four months of my deployment. Nice. So, so that's sort of my connection with the military world. So I did that for eight years with the Utah Army National Guard. Then I moved here to Phoenix, Arizona, and transferred over to the Air National Guard with the 161st right. Air Refueling Wing. Mm -hmm. 
and um, went into the security forces uh, with those guys. Um, so they flew me out to uh, Lackland Air Force Base. That's where I got my reclass, and that's where I found uh, CrossFit. That's where I was first introduced to this sport of CrossFit. Okay. And that's a big part of who I am now because okay. that's where everything has started, right? Okay, so, so tell, tell us a little bit about your transition there because you are a, a, an entrepreneur. You are a yeah. business owner yourself, right? Yeah. So, so t- first off, tell us, what's the name of your business? Uh, so I own CrossFit Mesa okay. in Mesa, Arizona. And then from that, I uh, founded a company called Rush Club. And we have an entire team of people that build that. And Rush Club is like, if you were to compare, it would be the moves and the movements made popular by CrossFit combined mm. with the exciting entertainment made popular by the UFC. And we've morphed this thing. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Back up a second. Okay. That's, you said movements of CrossFit yes. with the entertainment of UFC. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> so head to head, that. yeah, <laughs> you, you got it. Now it does take some explaining. Head to head, weight class based, competitive fitness competition. Nice would okay. be a definition. All right. right. So it's not fighting. It's the UFC environment, fight night with the lights down, the, the, all the hype, all the entertainment, uh, the the equally pairing of athletes, head to head type deal. But instead of fighting each other, they're going head to head with with uh, specially programmed workouts that are programmed for those two guys or girls so that nobody has an advantage. It's all becomes, you know, who has the mental capacity to beat the opponent. None of the, neither of them should have any advantage over the other. And then it becomes a real, you know, a real mind game between the two athletes. So that's what gets it exciting and close and a lot of fun. How did you start that? I mean, where, where'd you get that idea? I mean, what? Um, somebody at one point said they were doing a training session that they said think fight club meets crossfit and immediately that's where my thoughts went but then when they explained it it was like turn the music down or the lights down chill music and lifting i'm like that does not sound like fight club meets crossfit <laughs> and, I, and i asked the guy i said do you mind if i run with this idea the way i see it because i didn't want to like it was a friend of mine i didn't want to like step on his toes and he's like i don't care go for it yeah you know, three events later, he's like, holy shit, I can't believe you pulled this off. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just morphed from there. I mean, we did a year of like trial and error where we didn't do weight classes. We had like a bracket elimination. And then in August of last year, we started our first weight class competition. We kind of revamped the whole thing. And from there, it's just skyrocketed. So that that was like, that was like the magic ingredient that it needed um, to make this something special and that people are going to love and, and do love. So... Our last show is we so we hold our shows right now at Celebrity Theater here in Phoenix. And okay. It's a 360 degree arena with 2,700 uh, seat capacity. You can turn the lights down. Like Iron Boy does fights there. Rage right. in the Cage do, has done fights there. So it's the perfect environment for what we wanted wanted to create. Um, and our last show we had 800 locals show up, which for our sport is huge. Yeah. Um, people don't just show up to watch people work out you have to make it entertaining. Right. So we, we've accomplished that. And so we're expecting, our next show is June 27th. We're expecting 1,200 people. So it just has a, a growth that we can follow. Right. We, we do live broadcast this. Our last show, we, um, I talked to you right before the right. last show, mm-hmm. we had ended up having 3,100 live viewers to the broadcast and then another 
uh, almost three thousand watch it replay. Now, how, where do where can they watch it on the broadcast? Is yeah, it like so a YouTube channel. Or is there, how does how does that work? So we partnered just recently with a company called Flow Sports, and they do flow wrestling, flow track, flow. They have all these different sort of niche uh, uh, competitions that they cover, mm-hmm. and so they have a new channel called Flow Elite. And so we just partnered with them and became their their premier event for that channel because we have so much content because we're out there every three months or so. Right. They can build a lot of content value out of that. So for them, it's popular. So rushclubnation.com, and then there will be a link you click for a redirect to to watch the broadcast through through their site. So So let me ask you this. Where do you get the, the athletes for this? All over the country. Yeah. So my job, you know, are you? I mean, are you actively going out recruiting certain yeah. people? Or yes. yeah. So, so if you were to like, what's my role, right? And and myself as I'm building this, what would my role be in my own mind? How do I want to create this? And I use Dana White as sort of my mentor of what I want to build here, right? Because the guy built the UFC, right. right? So as the promoter, my job is to find the best competitors who have incredible stories to tell and are very athletic. And, and can keep up with each other. And I, my job is to find that pairing. Um, I work with a local programmer named August Smith. He owns CrossFit East Valley okay. um, to help dial in these workouts so that they're very close for each of them. He, you know, he's really good at looking at the two athletes and their capabilities and saying, okay, here's, they're gonna, here's their challenge so that it's equal for both of them so it's anybody's game, right? And so he and I go back and forth on who would be best for matched with who or whatever. And then we have titles just like UFC. So if you're the heavyweight men's title belt holder, then it's yours until you lose it. And so then my job is to find a pairing for that title that, that Keep qualifies. coming in. To, okay, yeah. I got you. You know, in the beginning, we didn't know, we, we had a hard time figuring this out, right? <laughs> so we would have matches where one athlete was two rounds ahead and then it's boring. People, there's no more cheering. You're just waiting for two people to finish a workout. And we're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. So now our last event, Every workout, except for two that we had like emergency changes, change outs, ended with a decision or one rep apart. So imagine wow. these two guys going head to head and they're both looking at each other like, and they're wiped out and they're like, crap, if you pick that barbell up, then I have to pick it up. And so they're like, that's where the mind game comes in. We're like, oh man, now I have to go because you just did one. And so it was literally rep for rep to the end and people were on their feet screaming. I mean, it, there are more people doing CrossFit, and we're not. A, I just need to make it clear that we are not affiliated with CrossFit. That's a trademark. Right. Um, we cater to that audience, um, but there are more people in the world participating in some CrossFit gym somewhere throughout the world than people that do MMA. Yeah, I, I've noticed the CrossFit gyms or the, yeah. that have have popped up just in the last two years. Right. Yeah. It seems like they're on. You know, every couple of blocks, they're, they're starting to. Yeah, there's there a are, new gym is opening up. Yeah, there are twelve thousand forty-seven affiliates throughout the world, and oh, wow. yeah, and there are an average of a hundred people per. So the reason that we know this will be successful is because you cannot say that about MMA fighters. Right. There are not that many people actually participating in MMA, but yet UFC is this monster of a company. Right. Because they made it entertaining whether you do it or not. Right. So if we can make this entertaining whether you do it or not, we'll be successful. But our base audience is 1.2 million. So we've already got an audience that all our, all we have to do now, <laughs> our responsibility is just to reach them. Right. And so that's what we intend to do, that in the next five to ten years, we'll be comparable to 
what uh, Dana White and the Fertito brothers did with uh, MMA. That is something else. Now, is is there like if I go online and I check check out Rush Club? First off, I want to see if the the first rule for Rush Club is that you we tell always, everybody. Yes, about yeah. Rush Club. it's a little different there. Yes, but you know, I've covered a lot of things in the celebrity theater, and I mean, to be honest with you, the stage is is less in the room that that we've got in here. So, give me an idea. Give our listeners an idea as far as what type of workouts will these yeah. individuals be going through, and is it set for every competition, or does it change up? Changes every time. So that's also part of the entertainment, right? Is if you're watching the if you're watching the athletes do the same workouts every time, right. if you're a super fan, you're going to start remembering and then be bored. If you're new to it each time, then it's a new show. But if we can change it up every time, it's always new. So for an example, our, our big boys, our heavyweights, they're 201 pounds plus. Wait, wait that's your heavyweights? Yeah. We I'm had, the, we had this conversation last time. <laughs> this is, yeah, I, I remember having the conversation. I thought we were going to fix that a little bit, but okay. I guess. <laughs> We, we might go super heavy okay. and go to like a 235 plus, but uh, I don't know about there. super heavy. Let's go still there. Maybe the Husky division or uh, something. Yeah. Like that. So, um, so, so their workout, as an example, they have three different elements. They have a 225 pound hang clean, which means they pick the bar up like a deadlift or they stand up with the bar. And then from that position, they clean it up to their shoulders in what we call a front rack. And they have multiples of those. So they have to then go back to the hang and bring it up again. And whoever... So they're not dropping it. No. It's... Right. They drop it when they get tired. <laughs> but then it finishes, um, I think, with 315-pound front squats, which Holy they God. have to clean from the ground. And then Yeah, squat. and then squat it. And uh, the, the, uh, the exact breakdown of the workout might be a little off because I've got uh, eight matches and I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but... The big boys are moving big weight. And so we do bias programming, which is also unique in our sport. The, uh, the CrossFit Games test the fittest man and woman on the planet. So they have to be all over the, the map on what they're testing. Right. Gymnastics and strength and blah, blah, blah. Right, And it's great at, at accomplishing what they're, they want to accomplish. We just want to find the best, biggest badass um, in that <laughs> weight class. Right, So if it's lightweight, it's more gymnastics with a moderate weight. Right. If it's heavyweight, it's big weight with less gymnastics and, and then anywhere in between. That's so, cool. What's the longest somebody's held a belt for? Well, we're new. So right now, um, two matches. Because this, okay. this one is Rush Club 004. Since okay. we started the weight divisions, it's 004. So as a budding company, I also want to create those profiles where they're, you know, 5-0 and o or... We'll even we'll even bring back guys who've lost or girls who are honestly easy to promote and can put on a show, but maybe they lost last time that might have a shot the next time. Right. So that's the uh, Man, that's yeah. That is something else. Now we already know that I qualify for the super heavyweight just in muscle tone alone. But um, <laughs> walk me through the weight classes here for our listeners. They want to kind of figure out where they would be. Uh, yep. Where do you start, and obviously go up to to super heavyweight? Yeah. So our lightweights are one seventy five and below, and then our our welterweight is one seventy six to one eighty five, then one eighty six to two hundred and two hundred one plus. So the welterweight's a new category. In, in the sport of competitive fitness and in, in mm -hmm. CrossFit and functional fitness, call it what you want, right. the majority of the athletes, 80% of the competitive athletes fall under the 180 to 200 pound class. Right. Optimally for, for, uh, 
functional movement, that's the ideal size. And so we had to split that category because we just, it was too broad. So that's why we added welterweight. And I, I imagine as we grow and become bigger and bigger and we have thousands of people wanting to compete, uh, we'll, we might add a few more divisions, you know, like a super heavyweight, like I was saying. Now, how many athletes, and you may have said it, but reiterate, how many athletes do you have currently now that participated? Well, let's go to the last one. Yeah. How many athletes did you have in the last um, one? We had six divisions at the last one. This one we have uh, seven because we're adding the newest division, which uh, is our adaptive athlete division, I, 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 which I'm most excited about being a veteran. Right. Um, and then we're, we are going to broadcast a team division, which is just one male, one female representing their entire gym. Okay. And then they take home uh, the golden rooster, which is our logo. And they hold that trophy. That's an awesome logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they hold that trophy until uh, they lose it. Okay. Now let's go back yeah. uh, just a minute. Let's talk about this new division. Yes. Elaborate on that okay. for us. So, uh, you know, you guys know as well as I do that the veteran suicide in the country is out of hand. And personally, and I'm sure you guys as well, know people that have succumbed to that, that problem. Absolutely. Uh, and then on top of that, we all know people who have lost limbs and have become adaptive human beings due to deployments and things through the military, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so these athletes, some of these guys are still training their asses off. Despite what happened, they come home and they just get up and they work their ass off and they're, they're continuing to be the warriors that they were when they deployed when they were, when they were whole. Right. Right. And so I, I've seen these guys following these guys on Instagram and things like that, but I've never seen somewhere where they get um, highlighted for that ability. Right. It's always it's always the focus on the adaptation, not their their strengths. And so what we've done is we're adding three new divisions. And I've been working with a guy named Derek Carver, who's the team captain of a group called Team Some Assembly Required. And he's a single leg amputee. Yep. Um, Guy's a stud, and so I've been working with him to get his input, right? Because I, I want to do right for these guys. And, and, and by the way, it's not just for veterans. I just have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of them. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, adaptive lower. So any any lower extremity amputee or adaptation. Adaptive upper, which is arms, right. and then wheelchair. So it could be um, spinal cord injury or lost both legs, and they, they don't have prosthetics or whatever, right? So right. wheelchair bound. And these are elite level athletes who just happen to have to strap on a limb when they wake up in the morning. Now define elite. Yeah. So one of our competitors on June 27th, as an example, um, has a 200 pound snatch that's taking the bar from the ground overhead at 200 pounds. And he's missing a leg. Like he's got a prosthetic and he's catching 200 pounds over his head. I can't do that. Jesus. My, my max. Now I don't, Train it regularly, but my max is 195, and I'm fully funk. I don't have a missing limb. This guy's doing 200 pounds. That's an elite athlete. Wow. There's a guy named Zach Rule who's not a veteran but is in a wheelchair, um, doesn't have legs, and, and uh, he and I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet, but he does handstand push-ups while strapped into his chair and actually does, get this, clapping handstand push-ups. So in a handstand, he'll push himself up off the ground with enough force that he gets air, claps his hands together, and comes back down, and he can do like three or four in a row. Those are elite-level athletes. And so what they're doing is defying what we thought was possible. Right. And so here's the – so there's two main parts to this division. 
One is to give these guys a real place to test their abilities against somebody of equal ability, right? Right. And and we're we're very clear on equal ability. There's no such thing as disability in these athletes. Right. Like like they're they're adaptive athletes. Okay. So equal ability. And so that's the first thing, so that they can become celebrated for that and and win the title and eventually when we are equal to ufc they're getting paid very well for being the champion holders and they have something to train for on a daily basis to work for the second part is this and 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 even these guys would agree that is the most important part if our brothers and sisters who are struggling with this darkness of an invisible wound of ptsd and tbis if they can be inspired by them who are dealing with the things on a little bit higher level, because even these guys that are missing limbs still deal with PTSD also, if we can share their stories and inspire, we can possibly get guys and girls off of the couch or whatever it is they're doing to cope and get moving because we know that physical activity releases hormones that are necessary and essential for human life. Right. And the problem is we come home and we get into this depression and it's hard to get moving. So I'm hoping that by telling these stories, we're up, we're moving, and people are seeking that community where they can belong. And then we can start dropping that 22 veteran a day estimate to, to zero. And so we're, on, we're definitely on board with making a charge. You know, there's a, we've done a really good job raising awareness. You can ask almost anybody how many veterans a day are killing themselves? Right. And they'll tell you 22. That's accomplished. Mission accomplished in, in, in raising awareness. Now what's the next step? Doesn't do us any good to just know. We have to now stop it. How do we solve it? So yeah. these guys are coming in and they're going to do that. And then somebody can reach out. And what we also know about CrossFit gyms is that it's the play, only place that myself and other veterans have been able to find a way to connect with civilians. And that's part of the transition issue is that civilians don't get it. And and we're surrounded by civilians. I, mean, I, I could see that. I've, I've never never looked at that before. Yeah. I, I've never you – know, I hate to say this. You me, <laughs> I haven't been to a CrossFit gym I, and, and seen it. Like I've seen yeah. – you know, I've watched that TV and then i got a couple friends that are doing it and they take pictures and stuff. And I'm sitting there. I'm looking. I'm just like – and then I'm looking at me in the mirror and I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. But it's it, – you know, and then and then talking about something completely different with with, right. with Rush Club, right? I think what you got there is yeah something very very special. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, so the thing is, is our hormones that are released, the different hormones that we have in the human body, at their core, they don't know the difference between like cortisol as an example is the is the stuff that makes you miserable or you fight or flight. Right. Your cortisol doesn't know that you're being either chased by a saber-toothed tiger, taking mortar rounds, or in a job that you're miserable at, right? Okay. Doesn't there's no it, it at its core at its basic what it's meant to do. Right. It doesn't know the difference. Now in our minds we we associate different meaning, but at its core it's just poison. Right. We got to get out of that environment. So when you go into a CrossFit gym or anywhere that has group training that puts an emphasis on community. Uh, the other hormones that are released, like dopamine and things like that, when when I'm working out with civilians who may not understand what I dealt with over here, when we're bleeding and sweating and struggling together and then achieving some hard task together as a group and we're all laying there when the workout's over trying to catch our breath, those same hormones that are released, the positive hormones, they don't know the difference, again, between the brotherhood of getting through a battle and the brotherhood of getting through a workout at its core. So 
there's this raw connection that we can then then bring together, which is why so many CrossFit gyms have many, many veterans right. attached to it. I'm part of a group uh, on, on Facebook called um, uh, Veteran CrossFit Affiliate Owners Support Group. And there's like hundreds of guys. That means there's hundreds of CrossFit gyms owned by veterans like myself. And that's, that's what the community is. Matter of fact, CrossFit itself was established in the beginning by training uh, special operations soldiers. And then the founder just adapted it to civilians. Huh. And so there's a lot of units right now, a lot of ops units that their unit does CrossFit together. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's part of their regular training. Well, listen, we're coming down to, to the end here. And, yeah. and, and I want to touch base on, on you got some two very special guys. You, you talked about this, this new, uh, the new class that you yes. got coming in. Yes. But, and, and you got some very special people coming in for this next event. Can you talk a little bit about them? Yeah, so we have Michael Gallardo, and he's former Army. And then we have Dominic DeVia, and he's former Marine. So we can even play off that. There you go. <laughs> Army versus Marines, right? So uh, so these guys are both uh, single leg below the knee amputees. Okay. Um, I wouldn't hesitate to put a single leg below the knee versus a single leg head to head. And we would just adapt the programming to their abilities so it would still be equal. Right. Right. So these guys are going to come in and they're, they are, uh, you know, I've talked to them quite a bit about what it is that they're embarking on they're the first in a division that's going to be known throughout the world for what it's meant to be to inspire people right and these guys are both incredible i mean um i'm looking forward to getting to meet them and, and find out more about their story because i don't know a lot about either of them as far as their deployments and things like that um they've sent us some some write-ups some basic information and uh you know dominic lost two guys in his humvee when he sustained his injury and so you know, these guys are warriors. These guys are, they're uh, continuing to fight and do what they know is deep down what they were put on this earth to do, which is be a warrior. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, the sheep and sheepdog mentality. Yeah. If you're a sheepdog, you're most likely born to be a sheepdog. Right. And so they're still, they're still doing that. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Well, AJ, real quick, before we let you go. Let everybody know again. Give everybody your contact information, yeah. where they can follow you, Facebook stuff, your uh, website, everything. Okay, so uh, rushclubnation.com is the company site. Um, it's also Rush Club Nation on Instagram. Uh, we do a lot of social media there, Rush Club Nation on Facebook and Rush Club Nation on uh, Twitter. My personal is AJ Richards on, in on uh, Twitter, Rush Club CEO on Instagram, and AJ Richards on Facebook. So if you just, you know, whether you want to follow directly the company or what I'm up to behind the scenes creating the company as a veteran, um, those are the places you can go. Awesome, awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming in and yep. being on the show today. Absolutely. Uh, we look forward to being out there next week. Yeah. Uh, coming out there. So AJ, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, folks, you know, we're, we're down to the, to the end of the show here. Uh, JD, um, you know, any parting words before we go today? Yeah, I have no excuse whatsoever but to get my ass to the gym after, <laughs> after hearing that. So, uh, manana, I will be there, you know, out at... Uh, Folks, we're, 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 those of you that, that don't realize it, because we're, we're not on video today, is, uh, is, I've known JD for about eight years, and it's at least once a month he says he's going to go to the gym. 
I, I do. And never I does. And then never bit. does. When it comes to uh, money, I'm all over it. He thinks about um, it. He thinks about the gym. I do. You know? I, I absolutely do. But you know And that releases that enough dopamine for himself to just be all right. <laughs> that, that, that's a pretty good workout in its own right for me. But uh, no, I definitely appreciate uh, you coming in today. Um, can't wait to be out there next weekend. Next week. It's, it's going to be great. I can't wait. AJ runs a great program, and uh, I'm really excited about it. It'll be my first one, but in the in the several months that I've been talking to him now, it's it's uh, I, it's going to be awesome, and, and I'm looking forward to it. So make sure, folks, that you check us out next week. Uh, we uh, JD and myself will be out there uh, living it up with AJ and, and all the uh, awesome athletes out there. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, we'll be uh, we're coming up with a, a new show hours. Uh, we'll be uh, uh, moving the show to a new network, um, and we'll you follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can reach Adam at uh, Adam at milmcs dot com. Uh, you can reach JD at uh, Jeff at the Heroes Media Network dot uh, com, and uh, we'll have some new exciting things coming up. Uh, here very very soon so i was gonna say i for as far as we go we got some great news today as far as uh, our media goes oh yeah yeah the atlanta braves have agreed to a partnership starting this weekend that's awesome you got one hell of a director of sports well he's 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 a bit of all right i'll tell he's you that much right now so. <laughs> yeah. listen uh so with that being said folks make sure you like i said follow us uh and and you can uh jd what's your blog you want to put your blog out there real quick uh, yeah go to the motivated mindset.com the motivated mindset.com there's a lot of great tools on there uh obviously mindset training um but there's a lot of great things that'll help you get your business off the ground and if you need any personal coaching just go ahead and hit me up and i'll be more than happy to sit down with you and go over that with you and then uh, also you can check out my blog at birds the word.com that's b-i-r-d-z the word.com so until next week folks for jeff i'm adam thanks for listening to the decision hour
fight you.